0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Who's Listening with Me, Leon Andrews. I was supposed to have a guest today, unfortunately, as the 10 minutes went by. Unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and make an executive decision and just do the show once again by myself. I know I released an episode the other week. It was a little weird, wasn't it guys? Wasn't it a little weird? I, I did a reading and this is something I want to do a little bit more, a little bit more of and uh, it's it's a thing of where I would love to just read books. And maybe for now, we're just going to keep reading Edgar Allan Poe until I find other public domain books that I can read without getting a cease and desist or copyright slapped etc etc and, and it's something I really want to do for you guys and most and I also want to do it for me as a way of getting my voice more out there to really exercise and expand on the voiceover and the narration that I am trying that I'm looking into doing. I have been sending out auditions, as I've been doing before with the with the voiceover narrations for books. It's something of a side hustle that I really want to get into before the end of this year. And that's just that is just something to me that is just really exciting because if it's if it really does start to go off, I can start making some extra money on the side that I can put towards more savings than anything, more savings than anything else. And that's just something that's really wonderful to do or even put it towards small little stocks, small little investments or even crypto just to kind of create a passive a passive income. Speaking of which, speaking of trying to s- save money, eh, trying to save money, one of the things, my wife my wife, let me give that to you again, me wife and I, Are trying to do and that is we've been thinking about scaling down our lives and one of the one of the ways we were thinking about doing that was downsizing our living situation currently we live in a three-bedroom two bathroom with a garage or a carport if you are if you're a little savvy like that you know what I mean if you're a little for brevity, yeah and we were looking into moving into a trailer and living on a lot (laughs) I know it sounds really funny when you think about it, like live live in a trailer, and I looked into it. It seems it seems pretty cool. It is definitely different than what I'm ever used. To. I've been living in a house or an apartment my entire life, so to move into a trailer is definitely definitely a whole new ball game for me. I feel like I would adapt. I've been able to adapt for most of my life, considering everything that has been. That has happened to me in the last twelve years or even the last fifteen years of my life since I moved out of my house and been living on my own for Wow. I, I moved out in late two thousand six and now it's two thousand twenty two. So you do the you do the math. That's sixteen years that I've been out of my house. Sixteen years by oh my goodness yeah 16 years by July of this year that's how long it's been since I've moved out of my out of my parents house and been living on my own and now I'm married (laughs) it's it's a really it's a really funny thing when I moved out it was to go to college I went to or I moved to from Miami to Orlando and I went I did college there I didn't go to UCF I went to DeVry University where I studied game and simulation programming. Am I doing that now? Nope, I am not. Actually, one of the things that I learned about college is things that you don't really want to do, and you end up paying for it with lots of lots of student debt. Thankfully for me, this year has been a really good year for me in terms of my student loans. One of the things that's happening is that I'm close to paying off one of my student loans. I was able to get it under a new program where they reduced my payments down to almost a like almost a fourth of what I originally owed. And now that's almost paid off by the end of this year, I'm targeting to have it paid off by the end of this year, if not literally that first quarter of 2023. That so not that far away. Second, I got an email that my student loans, one of my student loans have been completely zeroed out, I owe nothing anymore to that for that particular loan and that's just freaking fantastic. I'm just so happy about that cuz the the interest rate on it was just insane. I can barely pay off the principal interest to get it down to a manageable state. And I will tell you that these three different loans have been killing me financially for so long and then one of the worst things that would always happen is that as soon as I was getting into a point where I was stable and able to pay a little bit more, something would happen and I would lose my job or I would get yeah, I just mostly just lose my job. Sometimes the job has never really worked out for me. Luckily, where I'm at right now, I, I'm i friends with the CEO's daughter. She's, she always tells me that that she loves me a lot and she really wants me to see me succeed and grow at the company. And I've been at this company it, by the end by September of this year. It will be three years, one would say, going on to your fourth year. But three years by September of this year. And I would say my longest job was about four years. Was my the longest I've ever held a job. So this new this current job is starting to starting to start to not creep on it, but definitely starting to catch up to my longest running job. <laughs> and that is and that's pretty interesting. And and. Yeah, it's, I've been having such an interesting life since I moved out of my parents' house and been through college and doing all these things. I've been living on my own for just so long. Mostly, I've and I've never really lived by myself. I think the longest I've ever lived by myself was maybe a few months. And literally, even though I had my own apartment, I was staying with my girlfriend at that time. I was staying at her house so often that I didn't even stay at my own house. And I eventually just and eventually just moved in with her. I, Especially after I lost my job at that time, I ended up. What's the word I'm looking for? I ended up just moving in with her and helping her out with the payments until I found until I found a job. And I, I remember one. Of the, I remember the thing that happened was how I got out of my lease is because I found mold in my house, and I said, "You know what? Take care of the mold. I'm moving out." Because there was a there was a clause in my in my lease that says if mold is found, I can't I can't just I can't. Either move into another unit temporarily or permanently, or I can go ahead and just dissolve the lease, no penalties, and I can move on. And that's what I, that was just kismet, and I took advantage of it. I took advantage of it so quickly because I really needed to move somewhere and help. The agreement at that time with my girlfriend was I would pay the other bills while she would take care of the rent until I found a job. That was so. I've been living with people pretty much my whole, pretty much my whole life, my entire life, I never lived on my own, and there's no, no chance at this point that I'm going to live by myself, since now I'm married, and we're planning on having at least one child, we're planning, we were talking about maybe at most two, but we'll see, we still have to have the first one first before we make a decision on having more than one, right, but as circling back we were talking about living in a trailer for a little bit and the way we were talking about it was we were going to move into a trailer everything that we have the books all 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 the stuff that we have that we can just throw into storage we would just throw into storage for about I was looking at places for 150 bucks a month and then if we got a trailer we, we talked about it with uh, her parents my in-laws that they would help us out pay off most of it or a good chunk of it and then we would just have to worry about the remaining payments and by the time we got into our by the end of our first year or by the halfway through our second year of living in a trailer on a lot we would have paid it off and all we would be focusing on is our electric our internet and then then of course the lot fees that come with it and at that point it's definitely we would definitely be saving a lot a lot more money especially because cooling a trailer that space is, I would imagine, it's cheaper than what I'm spending now in terms of my power usage in, in a three-bedroom house. And we were th- talking about doing that for a little while, and we were talking about a handful of years until we have a child, until we definitely save up, until we need that point where we need more space. But that's wh- that was one of the things that we've been talking about. However, our lease is, our lease is up for renewal pretty soon. And... A friend of ours, they were humoring the idea of moving in with us and as a couple, and they would live in the master bedroom, We and we would live, We were, my my wife and I, we already live in our room. We already have our two rooms that we use. One is sort of a library extended closet, while the other one is our, our bedroom, and our current roommate has the master bedroom with the bathroom in there, and what we were talking about with these, with our friends, is as a couple, they were humoring the idea of moving in with us and we would split everything four ways and i gotta tell you when you do that it's it's uh, a lot of things become much cheaper i think we would end we i did the math we would end up saving about 150 bucks between the 150 bucks each so 300 all, all together between the two of us and that was super ideal. I, we can at least take all that money and put it into savings, etc. Things that I was mentioning before, stocks, etc. And that was something we that was something we were looking at. And I, I, oh, you, we talked to our roommate because the first thing is we talked to our current roommate. We want to make sure he's okay with it. He said he wanted some time to think about it. He's more than, he's more than deserving to think about it. He has every right to say no to us, and I would not hold it against him. Add. All we were just asking him, hey, we wanna, we have some people moving in. We would like to see. Would you like to stay or would you like to go? And then we would end up having them pay off a transfer of like a deposit, etc. And we would do it that way. So these are some of the things that that we've been humor, you know, we've been mulling over and thinking about it, and doing and doing. And I will tell you that I have been looking into. Publishing my book. It's officially at this point. It is officially done. Yay! It's officially done. I'm very excited about it. It's a novella. It's very short. It's very easy to read. I would love to get it out there before the end of this year. I was looking into how much it would cost me to get it out there. So I've been looking into Ingram Spark KDP, which is Connect, uh, sorry, Kindle Direct Publishing. What's the other one? There's Ingram Spark Connect. Machine. There's some other ones. I need to look into them again and seeing how much it costs. I already saw that it was $125 to get an ISBN, or you could pay a $300 or almost a close to a $300, and you can get a bundle where you can get 10 ISBNs to use, which I will say that is much more of a deal. I, I, I didn't expect that at all but if i had the choice i definitely would take the 10 isbn but i'm trying to think about considering the time frame that i want everything to happen the fact that i really want to get myself out there maybe i should just look and get the 125 and get that isbn for this for this book that i'm working on and start getting it moving and then of course looking into finding cover designers out there so i may look into fiverr i might actually even look into the artist that I have on Instagram who would if they want to provide me some cover art, something that they can show me a mock-up of so I can consider because I would love something that definitely captures what I'm looking for in terms of that of that cover that I want it to be very grabbing when people see it, when they're on scrolling through their Kindle when they're scrolling through their nook, whatever people read ebooks on. I feel that's the only two people ever read ebooks on because that's the only two I read ebooks on is my Kindle and my Nook. That's it. And and yeah, I haven't been writing. I'm, I'm a little ashamed about it. I haven't even done much in terms of my blog. I did update some things on my blog. I made a voiceover artist profile page for myself to share online with people so that they can see who I am and they can hear some of the samples of the work that I've done. I got that I got that going on, I got some things moving. One of the things that I also did recently is I updated the foam panels in the studio. I don't know if you can hear much of a difference. I feel like I can, because these foam panels are way thicker than the ones that I was using. The ones that I had before were from Wish.com, and they're hella thin, and I didn't think they were, they did an okay job, if not that great. They were just good for now, really. But these foam panels, I got them off of Amazon. I think it cost me altogether about 20 bucks to get the 12 panels. And I replaced all the ones that I had in here. And I just love the look of them. They got that sort of that mini pyramid look to them. It's really nice and very sleek and very attractive. And hopefully, it does a lot to create much more of an isolated sound. And I'm looking further into trying to create more isolated sound because I do realize that I'm in the corner of a room by two different windows and I do hear motors outside. I do hear motors outside when I'm recording a podcast or recording any audio in general. And I was really thinking maybe I should get a moving blanket and put it over the window and see if that helps create a way of dampening the sound from outside. One would only hope one could only hope that's what would happen. However, Going back, I'm doing things not the way I want to, but I am in the right direction, and I cannot sit here and invalidate myself on that. So I have to be happy with what I'm doing, and I need to do better, and I need to do better at that. and I need to do more. So I should get back into writing, even if it is just writing something that will never be read. I just have to stay practicing, because practice is such an important thing. If I'm not writing, I'm reading. And if I'm not reading, I'm writing. And I really need to keep up on that. So that's just something I have to really start, you know, sort of putting my own my own motivation on it, my own ethics on it. I I have to put something there to to create some sort of self policy excuse me. Self-policy where I'm making sure that I'm hitting at the barest minimum, 500 words, barest minimum. At most, I should really be targeting for a 1,000 words every time I sit down and write. And I should just write something, even though, like I said, no one is ever, ever going to read it. I should just keep at it. And with that being said, the other thing I should get back into, really, really thinking about it, as I get closer to wanting to publish this story that I'm working on, is that I need to go back. I have two stories that I wrote. And one is super close to completion. And the other one. I don't know. I have It's been years since I I, I stopped writing it. I wasn't close to the end. I would say I was more than halfway through the story. So I, I remember when I first wrote this thing. I said I have a lot to say. With all these characters involved in this small little world. And I really should go back. No, I will go back. Let's be honest. I will go back. It's not about should or should not. It's you will. You will go back and do it. I'm putting forth the fact or putting forward that I will be from here sitting in this chair recording on this podcast to sitting in front of my computer and looking into getting the story finished getting seeing where I'm currently at in the story and what is it going to take to get it to a rough draft. It's for the rough draft of that story and then go from what I did with this story and do it with that novel. And that is important because the more stories I write, the more that I can put out there for you guys to read. For you guys to read because this is what I want for you. It's all about it's all about that baby. So that's What's happening here with Leon? That's the things that I'm doing. We can go ahead. We can read a little bit of news or some little fun facts on a "today I learned" kind of situation. So I think this is really interesting, and that's Netflix. Netflix. Have you guys? If you guys have been following it, they're losing users pretty much by the week. They're just losing users, and of course, they had to the fire people. They're they things have just been not going swimmingly for Netflix. Now they're so desperate now that they're doing a cheaper option sort of like what Hulu does where they have ads. And now Netflix is looking to doing that at a shorter at a small at a at a s- smaller cost. You will get Netflix but you get you get ads. I don't know if they play at the beginning, at the end, or in the middle. I don't know how they're going to format it, but that's what they're looking into doing. And then, what's the uh, other thing that I was reading about? Yeah, this this other thing about Elon Musk. He wants to. He, remember, he wanted to buy Twitter. This is this happened on, what? Not even not even a week ago. Not even two weeks ago, where he wanted to buy Twitter and he was denied the the whole. Buying out Twitter for forty-two billion dollars, so now he apparently has a Plan B in in I wouldn't say in motion, but he apparently has a Plan B where he's going to start his own Twitter. And I, for one, say sign me up for it. I'm willing to check out what Elon Musk has to give out in terms of Twitter. If it ends up killing Twitter and Facebook, I'm all about it. Actually, matter of fact, if he wanted to make more money, he would charge for it, so we wouldn't have to go through. I know, social media that costs money, I know. Perish the thought, Leon, perish the thought, but hear me out, hear me out. The problem with having free, having a free service, that means they have to get their money somewhere, which means they have to sell your, they have to track your emails, they have to track your search history, they have to track what you're doing, selling it to marketers to reach out to you. Have you noticed you've been getting a lot more calls from marketers? Have you noticed you've been getting a lot more spam in your email? That's why. and it's that's been a thing since the invention of Google. They, that's how they've been making their money. Now, if you still use Google, go for it. It's fine. but just know that they're using that data to try to sell you things. And all right, maybe you you were talking about buying some headphones and you get advertisement for headphones. I get it. That sounds great. That target that target algorithm, that target algorithm marketing thing, Wow, I that's not even how the way to correctly phrase that. The marketing, the target marketing algorithm. There you go. I nailed it. Now, high five. And if that works for you, that's fine. Me personally, I I don't care for it. I don't really need that. I would rather pay a monthly subscription for social media and have exactly what Facebook does without with knowing the fact that they're, they they're making money because they take it from the consumer to uh, for the exchange of the service or in the product, right? And that's the way it should be, but that, once again, that's just Leon. That is just Leon's viewpoint on the whole thing. All right, all right. And then we're going to wrap it up here. You know, yeah, let's go ahead and just wrap it up on that point. Who's listening? You did. Thanks.